Welcome to Hala for Labor, a program that strives to make a difference you can feel. I'm Melanie Zermer, executive producer of Willamette Wake Up, and we're giving the regular hosts of Hala for Labor the day off. But the content you're about to hear was provided to us by Tina Turner Morfitt, co-host of this show and president of the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists, the Oregon chapter. Today on Hala for Labor, we get a black history lesson and a labor history lesson, all in one program from several labor leaders with the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists, or CBTU. CBTU was founded in 1972 to be a voice of black workers within the trade union movement, challenging organized labor to be more relevant to the needs and aspirations of black and poor workers. CBTU also has a group called CBTU Under 40, which consists of young union members within the organization who are fighting for social and economic justice in their communities. This group exists to connect and share ways to grow the movement. Recently, CBTU Under 40 held a webinar with its members to remind them from where they came and to reconnect with older leaders in the organization. In this first piece, You'll hear some history about the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists from Bill Lucy, co-founder, who served as president until 2013. Then we'll hear from Lou Moy, president emeritus of the St. Louis chapter, about the role CBTU played in the freeing of Nelson Mandela in South Africa in the late 1980s. And finally, Willie Baker, vice president emeritus, speaks to getting results during election season. But first, here's Bill Lucy. Well, let me let, let me uh, thank you for you know, the interest and really the, the vision of having a session where we can talk about what is CBTU, what did we think it was going to be, and spend a few minutes like that. And I really appreciate having Lou and 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 and, and Willie and. Uh, Kevin, uh, because of the, these guys have been around and have done an awful lot of work. So I just I want to spend about seven to eight minutes and try and give some of the first timers, uh, if there are any first timers, and certainly some of the uh, uh, newcomers, and I, uh, some ideas about CBTU, because so often people join. Uh, and they said they belong to CBTU and in all honesty have no idea uh, what it is that we're trying to do. It's good to go back to the question, you know, uh, who are we and why? Uh, because even now and then, you're going to have to explain that to somebody, and I think it's important that you have an idea of, of, of what we're about. Uh, what is our reason for being? I mean, uh, what is it that make us do what we do? Um, what is our role within our political system? I mean, do we have a responsibility? Uh, and, and what is our role and responsibility in our community? Now, each one of you guys who are leaders in your union, and you are, you also have a responsibility in your community to lead. I mean, because you learn things, uh, you, you, you come by information that's critical to the quality of life in our community. 
but you got to help people understand that. Um, for, 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 for those of you who may be first timers and old timers, let me just say the CBT was an idea. It's an idea that some workers had as to what we can do to improve the quality of life for people in our communities. Uh, organized labor, as Dr. King said, uh, is, is one of the two most powerful institutions in our society. Uh, our problem is that it has never uh, been so that we had the opportunity to move up to the power center of organized labor and have our ideas in the mix as policy is made. And Willie made the point a while ago that if you ain't in the policy process, you know, there ain't a whole lot happening for you. Uh, there, there are two kinds uh, of, of, of folks. Them that have things happen for and, and them that things happen to. Uh, and you can tell who the power people are. You know, powerful people have things done for them. Powerless people have things done to them. And we got to fight the war to keep things from happening to us as has happened in past years. To understand the CBTU, it's important, I think, that we understand the historical dilemma and the frustration in the relationship of Black labor leadership and Black workers at almost every level of the trade union movement until some folks came along and said, we're going to change this relationship. Uh, if we think about it for a minute, Black labor leadership and Black workers and the Black community has always been and will always be an ally of organized labor. The question are, are we partners? You know, are, are we uh, partners on, on an equal basis so that when we get down to making policy, our concerns and our considerations are in, in the mix? Uh, not we are told what's going to happen uh, to us or what's going to happen for us, but everybody sits down around the table and decides how, how, how to do this. Black workers and the Black community has always been and will always be an ally of labor. Uh, we understand better wages. We understand better benefits. We understand that, 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 that we have to be a part of the mix. Now, the trade union movement uh, has been the movement that has really built the middle class. I don't have to ask the question how many members are at your local union meeting or how many black members are at your local union meeting, right? Because we pay our dues and we assume that's the nature of our relationship with labor. Now, you ought to be at the meeting. You ought to be in the meeting. You ought to be helping make the policy for what your union is going to be about. You, you, you ought to know how your union works. You know, you ought to have a good understanding of parliamentary procedures so they don't 
procedure to you out of the meeting, or out of the discussion. Uh, I already hear so, uh, see somebody shaking their head because that's where the business is done. Uh, the business ain't done at the pool hall, not for local union. The business is done in the union meeting uh, where people make motions. And then if you know what the motion is about, they will parliamentary procedures you out of the game if you don't know parliamentary procedures. And, and, and secondly, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure many of you have had to remind some folks from time to time that you're a loyal member. Uh, that you're a committed member, you pay your dues, you're entitled to play a role in the policy of the union. Now, that ain't, that ain't easy work. When labor gets ready to do its work, who does it go to first? It comes to us. It comes directly to us first. When it comes time to fight right to work, they know where you're going to be. They know to go to the black workers first because that's who's going to sign up first to fight the issue. Because if they if they win right to work, we are the worst off as a result of that. So we got to fight. When it comes time to support a labor candidate, who do they go to first? They come to us because they know we're going to be on the right position uh, on the candidate. Uh, when it comes to time to fight for labor legislation, who do they go to? They come to us first. When it comes time to support a, a, a labor program, we are the first in line. Whatever it is, they come to us first. But the key thing here is we had to and have to change the equation so that we are in the discussion from Jump Street, so that our business agents, whoever they are, come to talk to us, not come to tell us, come to talk to us about what can we do, what should we do, and what must we do if we're down with the issue to talk to our community, because the assumption is that's who we want us to talk to. But 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 key to all of this, and I'm certainly hoping that everybody will will it in the old timers will agree with me. Uh, when it comes time to 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 really say what the deal really is from us from our vantage point, the issue is about fairness, it's about equity, and it's about justice. That, that that's where we at, uh, and we ought not be ashamed to tell anybody anytime what our interest is. Uh, now, we may not win every argument, but they ought to know we got an argument if we ain't with the program. I mean, if, if you can justify and have logic in what they ask us to do, okay, we ought to be with it. But if the argument don't make no sense, we have a responsibility to, to tell them it don't make no sense because <laughs> ultimately it's going to affect our community. Uh, do we have examples of that? Absolutely, we do. Walmart is an example. You know, all of those folks who are low-wage employers and refuse to give equity to their workers, they are examples of it. And as trade union leaders, you got a responsibility to explain this to your community. 
we have been fighting Walmart for I don't know how long. We're going to continue to fight them. Uh, we're going to fight those folks who don't want to pay decent wages, uh, whether they're restaurant owners or operators. We've got a responsibility to make this case with, with people who work, who, who work against us. And partnership and fairness and equity is a part of that. Let me, let me make a couple other points. The 50s and the 60s were difficult years for black workers. I mean, we had come out of uh, you know, the, the, the World War II. I mean, we had been making decent money during the, during the course of the war. And then the war was over. Uh, and everybody thought that all these black workers going to go back where they came from, uh, wherever that was, and we can go back to business as usual. Well, we didn't go back nowhere. I mean, we were in California making more money than we had ever seen. Uh, we were in the, in the Middle West building uh, cars, making more money than we ever seen. Well, people weren't going back to Mississippi. I mean, they were where they were. The trade union movement had given us an opportunity to make money, but the unions were beginning to think differently about things. You had to fight in the UAW to improve their quality of life. You had fights in the steel workers. You had fights all over. Well, you know, when we said, well, we want to organize some unions too and want to have them organize us. Well, you know, just talk to some of the old timers, the packing house, and ask them how tough life was. So it became clear that the only way we would get a slice of this is be a part of it. And I, 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 I apologize for it, but, you know, uh, people ask, well, who did the most for black folks as president? Well, you know, who knows? Who knows? I'll make a couple of points in a minute or two, but Lyndon Johnson did some stuff that changed a lot of stuff. Johnson came up with a program to uh, really give black workers an opportunity to do a lot of things. Kennedy did a lot of stuff. Nice guy, but the, the, the impact of what was done uh, left us in a bad situation. If I said to you that Joe Biden has put on the table a better proposition for black workers than we have ever had, and we got to figure out how to make this move. We got into a fight with Nixon and we did him in. We got in a fight with several other folks and we tried our best to do them in. The AFL-CIO came up with some folks who they thought we ought to have and they were going to be neutral and we said, no, we ain't down with that. We put Obama on the table. Nobody wanted him, but they got, they got him because we mobilized, organized, educated uh, the communities that we come from to teach people how to participate in civic engagement and how to make it work for us. Our, the nature of our relationship with organized labor has changed since they discovered we know how to do the deal. 
we understand what political participation is. We worked with President Obama until we figured out how to get all of our pieces together, NAACP, all of the groups who we have historically worked with, where nobody thought Obama could get to the back door and he wound up president for eight years. That wasn't by accident. Biden is president. He ain't president by accident. He's president because Black workers figured out how to do what they had to do to make sure he was in the game. Kamala Harris ain't vice president by accident. He's vice president because we fought against them to make sure that if we went with Biden, they would go with Kamala Harris. And now it's a different picture. It, it is different because we are doing the kind of work we ought to be doing in our communities. And if you guys, you know, whether it's, it's upcoming elections, or local elections, or local policy making, you guys are the leaders in, in this process. And the best thing some of us old people can do uh, is, is, is do whatever y'all ask us to do to help y'all make all of this work. Uh, the, the youngsters, I mean, I'm, 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 next birthday, I'll be nine old, right? That, that big nine old. <laughs> and we still, we can still get it done. What, what I would suggest, and I think I can speak for Terry, we just want you guys in the game. Uh, whatever we old timers can do to help the game move, fine. But it is y'all's game to begin to lead. You're listening to Holla for Labor on KMUZ's Willamette Wake Up Program, where we strive to make a difference you can feel. You just heard Bill Lucy, co-founder and president emeritus of the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists, speaking to young CB2U members to remind them from where they came. Next is Lou Moy, president emeritus of the St. Louis chapter, about the role CBTU played in the freeing of Nelson Mandela in South Africa in the late 1980s. President Lucy, you're correct in, in terms of the role that CBTU uh, played in what we was calling freeing South Africa and freeing Nelson Mandela. I used to get the question at work when we might be passing out literature or something about apartheid, the apartheid system or, or about Mandela's plight. And folks would ask me, did I, did I ever think uh, I would see him walk out of prison? And that was always a token because it was just, just kind of hard to see. But I knew that we were working to make that happen. And so what we were able to do here was work with other organizations, uh, build Free South Africa committees and go out and do the work. We uh, actually had, uh, one of our members was an alderman, Kenny Jones. And he was in a, he was in position to push for divestment of city funds 
from South Africa. And we were able to do that. But there was a coalition of folks that was supportive in doing that. And then we moved to the state and we were successful in in getting state monies divested from companies that were doing business in South Africa. And then we cited uh, some of the companies that we were spending our dollars with who were big supporters of the South African government, like Shell Oil Company, for example. And we were able to, to uh, CBTU were able to connect with other organizations from the end of AACP uh, to two young activist core groups, the organization core, and others, where we actually went and boycotted Shell Oil Company. Two of the stations, Shell Oil actually shut down. A lot of young people don't know that up on the corner of Nat- Natural Bridge, Kings Highway and Natural Bridge, where a bank is, that used to be a shell oil company. Uh, but we were able, we picked that, that particular shell year round until they actually, no black folks were going there to buy gas. And they actually shut down. And there was a, another one was on page in Kings Highway that also shut down. Today, you ride by that, uh, a lot of young people uh, don't know there ever was a shell company there or what happened to it or, or why. But it was the coalition uh, building and the commitment. If we make commitment, if you got people that's committed, you can change and do anything. If, if folks commit themselves to the fight and to the struggle, you can build the coalitions that are necessary to win. And we were able to, to do that till the day uh, Nelson Mandela walked out of prison. I mean, people were just jumping up in the streets and, and uh, you know, and I really didn't, didn't think I would ever see that day happen because he had been in there so long. And the apartheid system was so entrenched and was getting monies uh, from governments, including the United States government and, 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 and countries and companies all around the world. And then when uh, <laughs> he was elected president of South Africa, and then we look back and then we had people like Bill Lucy that was in DC that were getting arrested in front of the embassy, doing all those kinds of things that was taking place in Washington, D.C., and taking place in other cities. When you look back at it all, it was those coalitions of folks in those various cities that made that happen. That was Lou Moy with the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists on the role CBTU played in freeing Nelson Mandela of South Africa in the late 1980s. Since this webinar was for young members of CBTU, there was time for Q&A. We only have time for one question, asked by a member, and it was addressed to Willie Baker, 
Vice President Emeritus of CBTU. This is Latonia Fryson Jones. I actually have a question for Mr. Willie Baker. So, Mr. Baker is the main one. I've always heard you speak about the numbers when it comes to elections and really knowing your numbers and what you can do with them. With this upcoming election cycle, what is the main focus that you think that the under 40 should be about since everybody's going to have some type of agenda going on for next year? Okay. I think the first thing you have to start doing is analyze where you are. There are four numbers, you, three numbers you need. The voting age population and the districts you're looking at, the registered voters in that district, and how many actually voted. And with those three numbers, you start your program. If you have low registration, you make the big first effort registering voters. If you have high voter registration, the next thing you do is try and increase that turnout. But those are the three numbers you always need. Voting age population, VAP, registration, and turnout. And they'll be different in each district. And based on that information, you then decide what your program is going to be and where your emphasis is. Registration right now is a good, t- good thing to do that. But you can't register people and leave them alone. After you register them, you need to make at least, at least three additional contacts with them to make sure they do go out and vote. The name of the game is vote, voters. If you got the numbers, you win, as Bill said earlier. And we, we have the numbers. We just have to get them out there. You've been listening to Holla for Labor on Willamette Wake Up, excerpts of a webinar produced by CBTU Under 40, the young members of the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists. To learn more about CBTU in Oregon, you can visit their Facebook page. They meet on the second Tuesday of the month by Google Meets and are currently offering a variety of of events to celebrate Black History Month. Tina and her co-hosts, Dr. Audrey Terrell and Deborah Hall, will be back next month and every fourth Thursday on Willamette Wake Up. Thanks for listening.